very much. Do you want to turn to page 947? We're in Mark's Gospel. Mm, that's nice. And uh, we're continuing in a series which is entitled Jesus Is... Dot, dot, dot. And we're looking at different aspects of Jesus. Today, Jesus is the kingdom bringer, the kingdom announcer. We'll say a bit more about that in a moment. I kind of feel like I need to confess. It's, just, it's great having that confession. And I often feel, let me, can I tell you, I often feel so bad, the way, the sort of style we do things here, which is, which is great. I love it. It's sort of, you know, hey, Tim Stilwell, yeah, great. And they go in, round of applause, yeah. And, um, and I'm standing here on a stage and the spotlight's on me and, you know, and you, you, you could slip into thinking that Tim Stilwell's perfect. Um, and I just need to tell you that I'm not. Uh, and I was wrestling um, in the worship because I, I just really cocked up. I'm, I let two people down uh, earlier on today. And um, I won't go into details, but they know who they are. And I let them down. I just, I just really stuffed up. Totally my fault. Completely my fault. And I've let two people down. And um, uh, I, I, just, I just sort of, you know, I'm so sorry, Lord. I'm so sorry to the people. And I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying my best, but I'm not perfect. I kind of need you to know that. Uh, we're all muddling through together. Um, so that's, that's where we are. Let's, let's uh, sit under the word of God, which is good, perfect, uh, and equips us for every good task. Here we are, Mark chapter 1, and uh, I'm going to read from verse 14. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. When he'd gone a little further, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat preparing their nets. Without delay he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. A word of prayer as we uh, engage with this piece of scripture together. Lord, we thank you so much for your word written to us to be bread and not a stone, to be good news, to feed us, to inform us, to kind of straighten our thinking and our worldview. And so we pray, Holy Spirit, take the words off the page of scripture tonight and embed it in our hearts, write it in our minds, use it to shape our wills so that we live lives that reflect your glory, that we live out this kingdom manifesto that Jesus proclaims here. For your name's sake, amen. Amen. Feels so good to be uh, tackling it. We're going to work through Mark's gospel and uh, Mark's good news account of Jesus and to just look at the person of Jesus, different facets, different um, angles, perspectives. Uh, It kind of feels like going back to basics in this Lent season, working up to to Easter and beyond. And uh, here we are with this great announcement. I'll come on to that in just a minute, um, but I was really struck by... A book that uh, has recently, recently been published by Andrew Keane. Uh, it's entitled, The Internet is Not the Answer. Uh, 
And uh, here his, uh, it's a kind of analysis of um, what the World Wide Web uh, and all that implies has done for us, uh, the human race, over the last 20 years or so. Um, I think, yeah, literally to 20 years, and one of the sort of first search engines was kind of, you know, went public, as it were, in 1993. And, uh, but he said this, uh, during every minute of every day of 2014, the world's internet users, all three billion of them, sent, remember this is every minute of every day, they sent 204 million emails, undertook 4 million Google searches, shared 2.46 million pieces of Facebook content, published 227,000 tweets, posted 216 new photos on Instagram, and spent $83,000 on Amazon. Uh, and he, this paragraph concludes, for a network that's existed recognizably for barely 20 years, these are astonishing numbers. The internet plainly has transformed our lives. Messages and messaging uh, in our day and age, in our culture, extraordinary. There's no precedent for, for that uh, in our day-to-day -day lives. So how remarkable then that we should spend the next uh, 20, 25 minutes or so just reflecting on this message 2,000 years ago, way before the internet, way before all the media that we, and the comms that we know today, from uh, some kind of itinerant preacher who never moved outside of uh, an area bigger than Wales, who didn't write a book, let alone have a mobile phone, uh, who only ministered for, uh, was kind of had a public presence for three years. And here we are joining with billions of worshippers around the world tonight. We're connected to the Anglican Church, but actually the worldwide church. Uh, millions and millions of people taking the name of Jesus on their lips today, 2,000 years later. How remarkable is that? Ask yourself, are those, you just take those tweets from last year, how many of them are we even conscious of in 2015? In, in two years' time, will we have remarked on any of the pictures on Instagram, on the vital information on Facebook? What about 200 years? What about 2,000 years' time? Will there be a message that will stand the test of time? This, this Jesus is remarkable. I, I, don't, I, I don't know, there's a lot of you here, some of you new um, here, I don't know where many of you are at, maybe some of you still working out what you think about this figure of history, Jesus Christ. But I, I still say here, we, we kind of, uh, while we're engaging with this sermon series, why we gather tonight, really at the epicenter of all that we do as church, is because we are struck by this guy. We are struck by this guy. There's something about Jesus. And the more you kind of get to know him, the more you realize there is to know. You kind of go deeper and deeper into him and there's just more and more and more. So that more and more of our lives, we want to orient around him and who he is and what he says. It's, it literally is all about Jesus. We, we want to drop away who we are in order that it's him and he in us, and we in him. And he comes to prominence because uh, John was put in prison, John the Baptist, we heard last week from Pat, excellent launch to the series. 
And John is out in the wilderness. You remember the camel hair, the locusts, honey, uh, interesting diet. And uh, he's, he's preaching. He's kind of preparing people. And people are flocking. People are flocking to him out to the wilderness, to John. And a baptism of preparation. Let's, let's get ready for what God is looking to do. And all the while, of course, Jesus has been around. Uh, he's, it's about roughly 30 years before he embarks on his public ministry. So he's been around. So the crowds, um, when he began to perform miracles, when he began to teach and amaze the crowds, and they say, yeah, who's this guy? Isn't, that, isn't this Joseph? Isn't that Joseph's son? The, the carpenter's son? So he's kind of known in a, in a kind of uh, you know, public sense, and uh, a sort of human sense. He's stepping into a new ministry here, new paradigm, as he announces the kingdom. But John is the guy. John the guy who's been preparing the way. And uh, here we read, John put in prison. And so that's what prompts Jesus to say, verse 15. The time has come. Now is the time. The... Greeks have a, they, they have two basic words for what our English translation is, is for time. Uh, one is chronos, which is linear, measurable time, minutes, hours, days. We get our word chronology from chronos, so linear time. And the other word that's this word here is kairos. And kairos means a, a moment in time. It's a, it's, a, it's a sort of particular point on the chronology. Um, a birthday would be a, a, or an anniversary would be a, a, a kairos. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's what makes the chronology stop and stand out in some way. A season, a moment. And Jesus says here, the, the kairos has come, the, the, the moment has come. John is now, his ministry is curtailed, he's in prison. And this preparation for the things of God, now, now, Jesus says, now is the time for me to, to step up. Now is the time for me to announce the good news of God. Kairos, a moment in time. I, I, I wonder, just an, an early sort of pause to reflect, to apply. I wonder whether there's a, um, a kind of Kairos for you at the moment? Is there a season? Is there a moment when God is wanting to do new things in you, invite you to step up? Has something shifted? Let's just get every now and then, and I wonder whether Lent, this season of Lent in preparation for Easter, is a time for us to, to pause and reflect on our lives. Joe and I, we try and do that from, from time to time. It, Kind of lazily, you can think, well, you know, we've, we live in Parsons Green and we've got, you know, family, three kids and a dog, and that's kind of how it is. And then you sort of, you sort of suddenly realize that actually, oh, the, the, the kids were this age, now they're this age. You know, it's, 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 the dynamic has shifted. They uh, didn't used to have opinions about this or that or the other, and now suddenly they're beginning to express opinions about. Or maybe uh, we, someone new enters the family dynamic. Uh, a lodger or something like that. Maybe there's some new shift in the workplace. Maybe there's uh, shifts in just the relational patterns. A friendship emerges. Someone just was on the margins of our lives now becomes quite key, pivotal, central. 
And it, it just causes us to reflect on Kairos, a season in our lives. I wonder if in the last few days, weeks, months, has there been a, a Kairos moment? Maybe the equivalent of a John the Baptist silenced. So there's space for you to, to step up. It might be in your place of work. But you've been where you are now for a little while. And actually, even if um, perhaps in work terms there's no, no immediate opportunity, but is there a way in which, in terms of stature, in terms of your reach, in terms of the impact that you have where you are, there's a Kairos moment. The time has come. Or maybe to look at it another way. The time has come. Jesus, let's say he was about 30. So he's been an adult in our terms, let's say from 18, for 12 years. Actually, probably in his culture, his bar mitzvah, early teens, maybe 17, 18 years. He's been, he's kind of been brewing this, this, this mandate, this, this kind of mission of his. He's been thinking. Now, I wonder how I'll announce it. I wonder what my first play will be, my first move. Where will I be? Who will I address? What will I say? How will I begin to shape this thing that I, I feel God is calling me to do? 18 years, kind of silence. 18 years, he's just the carpenter's son. And then when the time, the kairos, he, he makes his move. And again, I wonder, as I was pondering this, I, I just wonder, have you been sitting on something? Something's sort of been just, you know, you've been incubating it, thinking, wondering, pondering, just putting it, it, it kind of bubbles up and you just press it down, nah, nah. And it bubbles up again, nah, nah, nah. I wonder whether you've been sitting on something, maybe it's something quite bold or adventurous, quite creative, it's, it's new. It, it, in a sense, it'll put your head above the parapet. It'll be a, a new element, a new phase, new dimension of who you currently are. Is God calling you to step into that, to take the risk? The time has come. The time has come. Has a moment in time come for you? Well, what did Jesus announce? Uh, the time has come for. Verse 15, the kingdom of God has come near. The time has come. The kingdom of God has come near. And again, I wonder, we often use this uh, term. We pray, your kingdom come in the, uh, the Lord's Prayer. We sing about God's kingdom. What, what does that mean? And Jesus says, the kingdom of God has come near. Come near to us. What does it mean? I'm going to sort of date myself a little bit with this analogy, but um, and I kind of recognise with uh, we've got teenage kids, and uh, one of the first things they do when they come in from school, pretty much just go to the nearest sort of piece of equipment that will play music and, and just switch it on where, wherever it is. Just there's music blaring from various quarters of the vicarage when all the kids are, are home in their different sort of styles and genres. Uh, in fact, I sometimes come in during the day and I think, are, are the kids home yet? And I just have to live. And if there's silence, I think, no, no one's home yet. <laughs> and it kind of reminds me, um, that's what I did as a teenager. I just, I just always had uh, music on somewhere. I just switch on a radio, switch on the um, 
my cassette player. <laughs> uh, un unpick the tape that had got stuck into the thing and then... Uh, uh, but the radio, there, weren't, there wasn't anything like the choice back in my day. Uh, and so it's very, Capital Radio existed and Radio 1. Radio, so I listen, used to listen to Radio 1 for the kind of, you know, uh, music of the, of the day. And uh, you switch it on, and basically it was this sort of, you know, the, it was just this slick presentation of just music with DJing in between and then regular time checks and what the weather's doing. Uh, it was all, and you, you kind of these faceless people. I, I, you know, every now and then you, you got so used to listening to the, the DJ's voices, you, you pictured in your mind what they looked like, and then you got a bit of a shock when you actually saw a picture of them in a magazine or pressing. You think, oh gosh, you look like that. I hadn't pictured you. Indicative of the fact that it was, it was all quite remote, quite hard to imagine. It was, you just press a switch there, and somewhere out there, someone's going to play music and pipe it into your home. It, it was, it, 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 there was no, no sense of connection with these people at Radio 1. But over the summer months, Radio 1 went on a road show. Anyone, is anyone willing to, to confess? Do you remember? The, do they still do it? I don't even know if they still do it. The Radio 1 road show. No hands. Oh, bless you. Thank you. Three people looking to bless me. Thank you so much. Okay. Well, uh, let me explain for the rest of you, okay? What happened was they got these three or four sort of juggernauts and they drive around the country, usually around sort of holiday resorts in the coastal areas of, of, uh, of the British Isles. And they would um, set up for about a, an hour and a half. They would broadcast live and it was called a Radio 1 road show. And they'd encourage everyone to sort of come along. Um, and it was brilliant because they basically sort of flopped down the side of these lorries. And there was this um, kind of radio station and so you could see these DJs on the decks that had their sort of headphones and they were putting king up the next record and basically um, uh, broadcasting you could hear it wherever you were but if you went to the road show you could see it so I, I went one year it was near where we were on holiday St Ives so I went along to St Ives and it was the Radio 1 road show with Simon Mayo Who's he? I mean, he was just a DJ at the time. And there's a roadshow, there were funny games, they'd play all the music and they'd have guests and they'd have live bands and all the, you know, kind of stuff, like a sort of gig type thing. <laughs> Listen to me. <laughs> just like that. If my kids were here now, they'd go, oh, Dad. But uh, back in the day, it was rivetingly exciting. <laughs> How am I doing with this analogy? I'm going to press on because... Here's the point, here's the point. Radio 1 normally was, was distant, it was, it, was, it was somewhere other, it, it was hard to conceive. But the roadshow, I was 20 yards away from Simon May, I could see how he did everything. All the sort of, when the music was playing, he's teeing up the next thing and getting the guests ready. You see him at work. I saw Simon Mayo, what he really looks like, what he really sounds like in the flesh. I could have gone and touched him. Actually, I got his autograph at the end. I waited behind and got his autograph. Simon Mayo's autograph. Goodie bags, t-shirts, all Radio 1 stuff. Tangible, imaginable, here, presence, Radio One. And here's Jesus saying, the time has come. There's a Kairos moment, there's a shift. And after 400 years or so of utter silence, if you like, radio silence from God, God's own people, called to be in living kind of communication with him. Silence. Where is God? Where has he gone? There is Jesus steps into that moment, Kairos moment. Now, the kingdom of God is here. 
God. And all that God is, his character and attributes, his personality, his longings, his desires, his dreams, his plans and purposes, God in human form, Jesus. And Jesus has come and announced God and his kingdom has come near. You can engage with God in a way that it wasn't possible to engage with before. You can see God. You can experience God. You can know God in a way that it wasn't possible to know God before. God has opened up a way by initiating his coming to us and inviting us to draw near to him. The kind of, I'm sure the thing behind the Radio 1 was, was, to sort of, was to make this slightly ephemeral experience, not, not just a sort of one-dimensional thing you sort of consume and listen to, but you engage with, you get to know, they build up a, a kind of relationship with all the centres around the country, build up your fan base, if you like. Jesus, in, in a sense, it's a crude analogy in that respect, but he's, he's looking to present God. The kingdom of God is near. That's such good news. It's such good news that God should love us so much, should long for us so much, should be interested in us so much that he makes the first move to come to us to show us what he's like and to invite us into relationship with him. So what's the response? The time has come, Jesus said. The kingdom of God has come near Two responses there in verse 15. Repent and believe the good news. Repent and believe the good news. Repent. Do you know, you know that game, sort of word of.